0: Welcome to the Making Headway Podcast, a podcast for brain injury survivors by brain injury survivors, providing resources and camaraderie for anyone recovering from any type of brain injury. Welcome back to the Making Headway Podcast. Uh, today it's Aaron again, as always, um, but we're also um, talking with Heather Van Tassel. Um, she is from Neurofit for Life on Instagram and a website. Um, she is a brain health and concussion recovery coach. Um, she found me, and I know I've seen some of her postings as well, and we are very much like-minded in that, you know, she really feels that recovery um, is based on four different pillars, um, that you have to have your nutrition, your exercise um, in place, but also your mindset and some alternative therapies like meditation. Um, so uh, I think I've mentioned this in the past. I'm, I'm big on meditation. I'm not good at it. It's certainly a practice. But um, I find that getting yourself centered and kind of really figuring out what's your inner voice is um, very essential, really, for recovering. So she's super passionate about brain health. Um, you know, she has a degree in neuroscience and biochemistry, probably understands the nitty gritty way more than I ever will. Um, she looks at how chronic illness um, and inflammation are linked together. So I'm really excited for this conversation. Welcome, Heather. Thanks, Erin. Lovely to be here with you. I love (laughs) it. So we'll kind of jump in. I'll let you tell your story. Um, I'm guessing you didn't just wake up one day and say, I want to be a concussion recovery coach. I have a feeling there's a little more to it than that.
1: (laughs) True. Yes. I had a concussion, self-inflicted injury about four years ago now. Self-inflicted sounds so naughty. (laughs) (laughs) what did you do (laughs) i thought i was an acrobat but uh, i was at a trampoline park with some friends and decided that i would try a double front flip into like a soft compressible air mattress so i thought oh what's the worst that could happen i'll just like fall into this nice squishy marshmallow mat right that's
0: not how it is but that's what I've always thought it is that's
1: not how it worked out oh so. <laughs> it's a cautionary tale then um, yeah I mean I grew up on a trampoline so I've you know had some confidence that I could maybe pull it off but I didn't account for the fact that you could actually knee yourself in the head oh so that's actually a a tip, if you're, you probably know this if you're a gymnast, but mm. when you're tucking in a flip, you know, tuck wide so you go past your ears, not into your head.
0: Oh, yeah. I <laughs> never would have thought of that. I would go full cannonball style.
1: <laughs> yeah. And then you knee
0: yourself in the yeah. chin.
1: So hmm. Fun. Um, pretty much like right in the temple. I had a little goose <sighs> egg on my head for several days and I didn't pass out or anything. I knew that it was a concussion instantly. Mm -hmm. Um, So, of course, I just stopped jumping around Mm. and went home, slept, even though in hindsight I probably should have gone straight to the doctor. But the next day, uh, walk-in clinic, told me go home rest you have a minor concussion and I was like yes mm-hmm. <laughs> I know go. <You> got that <laughs> I feel and like crap yeah. <laughs> I have like a pretty bad headache I'm kind of out of balance but I kind of passed all of the vision and balance tests that they did on me so they're like you know you'll be fine in a week or so just go home don't look at any screens stay in low stimulation rooms did they explain uh, what that meant, low stimulation? Um, A little bit. Like, I kind of already knew because I had had friends who had had concussions, and uh. I knew that that was the standard protocol. Although it's so different when you actually experience the concussion. I can um, imagine. Understanding, like. Yeah, of course, you know, you know, because you've had one.
0: I haven't had a concussion, um, actually. I had a stroke, so I've never... Oh, sorry. Yeah, never I've never why. knocked myself um, out. I
1: get...
0: Yeah, Mariah had one, though. Mm. And, yeah, okay, it's okay. rough. I've definitely seen a lot of people go through it.
1: Fair enough. I mean, I think there's a lot of... Probably, I've never had a... a was it a stroke? Yeah,
0: Yep. Yeah. I had a bleed. Um, never had that. Yeah.
1: Or or that. Um but I'm assuming there's a lot of, like, similar experiences of losing a lot of that identity mm-hmm. as someone who has a certain, like, cognitive abilities, you know? Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it makes you um, almost feel like you're walking through sludge. It's like, like walking through sick, yikes. like, through um, quicksand is what I feel. That's what I fashion a brain injury to. It's like everything's there, but it's moving so slow, <laughs> And by the time you come up with what you want to say or do, the conversations moved on and you never get your chance.
1: Totally. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the worst part or like of my recovery was a few things, but one of them was I couldn't do simple math Mm. like five times six. I knew that I used to know the answer, but I couldn't give the answer. How frustrating. When I was concussed. And that scared me. I really questioned if I was ever going to get my brain back. Wow. And that was terrifying. Yeah.
0: And you said you're in your last semester of school?
1: (laughs) Yeah. I was actually studying neuroscience at the time, which is kind of ironic because what better way to study the brain than to do an injury experiment on yourself. So were you trying (laughs) to go to class while you were feeling so horrible? Yes, I was. And I eventually had to stop and just Mm -hmm. put school on hold. And I that type of person that's always been go go do everything all at once all the time mm, yeah. <laughs> type of person. Yep. Um so I had to slow down. I kept pushing and you know I c couldn't even read for more than twenty minutes at a time without getting a headache. Wow. So I was able to go to my exams but I knew I wasn't going to do very well so I thought this is not the point of you know pushing through is not worth it for me at this point in my life I went to my sports medicine doctor and he's like oh well if you want to keep pushing through then I can give you some dextroamphetamine, which is kind of a low level oh. adderall yeah to help yep. yeah to help with focus Yep, and I was like I know what this is going to do to my neurotransmitters. It's going to like flood my synapses with like dopamine and adrenaline, all these things. But is that actually going to fix the injury? And he was like, no, of course not. Um, It's more of a crutch to help you through the rough times so that when you're ready to go off of them and more healed and have the time you can. I was like, Okay, but I mean, this kind of seems backwards to me. Like, right? I think it's also like the societal pressure to push through, like tough it out. Yes. Um, get stuff done. It's like it's the band
0: aid approach to healthcare. <laughs> yeah. Like, just pop this pill. Let's mm-hmm. forget about what actually is going on. Let's not even try to treat it. Let's just cover it up with a band aid. And then you bleed through the Band-Aid yeah. and you're like, shit, what do I do now? <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs>
1: Pretty much. Exactly. Mm. Yeah. So I said, no Band-Aids. Thank you very much. Mm-hmm. And it's okay for, it's okay for when that. you do
0: need them. I don't want anyone to feel bad if they're out totally there taking low-level stable. Adderall. But I just, you know, I, mm-hmm. I raise that in myself too. Like I've tried covering it up with pills and listening and doing exactly what the doctor told me to do. And it didn't work. Um, You know, I needed to treat the underlying (laughs) cause. So off the soapbox now. Yeah.
1: So that's interesting, though, because, yeah, I think most people sort of go through that experience of like, oh, well, and it's a very personal decision. So I'm not trying to tell anyone to go the pharmaceutical route or not, but um, I think people come full circle where they realize like, okay, this is sort of helping, but maybe there's another way. Yeah. That doesn't have so many side effects. Yeah. Um, so personally, I like to take more of a holistic approach. Um, I think just growing up, I was exposed to a lot of that. And um, what does holistic mean to you? Yeah. Explain that stronger. a little bit. Yeah. Um, good question. So Holistic to me is more of a lifestyle approach Mm. and it's something that takes into account how you think, how you move, how you eat, and how that creates sort of you as a person. Mm. Um, I know it's kind of general. but
0: No, that makes a uh, lot of sense because the medicine approach (laughs) doesn't always take that into account when you're just going to pop a pill. You know, you don't really have to do any of that Mm -hmm. other stuff. Just take the pill and be merry and jolly and on your
1: way. (laughs) Yes, exactly. And I think that's kind of why I'm so passionate about health coaching and brain coaching in general Mm. is that I think society needs more holistic health approaches. And I know there's a time and place for, like, emergency medicine and surgeries etc um but there's so much value in taking that proactive approach and like a daily sort of lifestyle approach as well so yeah i will talk for hours about different ways of living and even thinking because i think the first step to any sort of holistic habit change is your mindset. Mm. So um, that's why I love meditation and um, positive affirmations. And <laughs> I know it sounds a little like wishy-washy sometimes or woo-woo to be like, oh, you just have to think yourself better and like work on your mindset. Like, But it's quite powerful. It's very powerful. attract behaviors, which attract people and like, Mm-hmm. conversations in your life that would never have happened otherwise so if you or someone you know is struggling to recover after brain injury like a stroke take a free online assessment at modusnova.com forward
0: slash making headway to see if their robots can help boost your recovery if you are struggling with stroke recovery take the free online assessment at modusnova.com forward slash making headway learn if can help you recover and a quick shout out to our sponsor headache nutritionist be sure to check her out at www.headachenutritionist.com generous sponsors like susanna and donations are what keep us on air thank you My, um, life coach explained that theory to me a little bit because she was, she started talking to me about that at a time when I was very depressed and I had no energy because I was so newly brain injured. I had zero energy to put forth towards mindset. It was almost like my mind didn't have the oomph it needed to have that positive, you know, affirmative way. So she would start talking to me about keep to like thinking about, um, your brain is being like a radio and you can tune into like a country music station, but maybe today country music is annoying the crap out of you or you've never liked country music. So what do you do? You don't have to keep listening to it. You change the station. So, okay, go to classical, Mm -hmm. go to hip hop, go to top 40, whatever it is. And so she was kind of equating your mindset to that same thing. Like if it's not working for you, if you're not getting the results you need, you need to change the station. And by that, she kind of meant like change how you think. So, you know, rather than for me, it was always coming at it from like the negative, "woe was me side, try to flip that on its head. What's a different way you could think about that? Um, what is it that you want instead of that? Maybe focus on what you want instead of where you're at. Um, just to help get me through Mm -hmm. that sludge. And it it helped, but it took a long time and it was hard work.
1: Totally. Yeah. I think honestly, the, the compassion experience that I went through was the most difficult thing I've ever experienced, but it taught me a lot about who I am, um, how powerful mindset is Mm -hmm. and, I think I came out a better person and also a slightly more spiritual person as mm-hmm. well, which is a fun little story. But yeah, we'll speak to spirituality I, a little I bit. Love that so I love
0: Yeah, I like that one too. And I used to always hear the word <laughs> spiritual and think religion, and I don't want to be a religious person. Um, then I'd hear spiritual and I'd think like witchcraft and, oh, well, I don't want to be called a witch. And then I'd hear spiritual and think, (laughs) woo-woo, like high on drugs out in the desert somewhere. Well, that wasn't me. So explain, yeah, explain (laughs) maybe what spiritual means a little bit more. Because I'm a spiritual person too, now that I understand it better.
1: Right, right. That's funny. Um, I would say the moment I understood that I had value Mm. for simply being alive and just breathing Mm. i had this breakthrough moment when i was meditating and the reason i got into meditation is because i knew from like a scientific standpoint that meditation is nothing but beneficial for your brain um increases focus attention emotional regulation skills it's just amazing so I had no real clue what I was doing but I just sat there and eventually after like five or ten attempts I had this breakthrough where I was just like I'm allowed to simply exist and I don't have to do anything yes. to receive worth my worth yeah and I just melted and just started beaming and it was the deepest form of joy and peace that I had ever experienced.
0: What an interesting way of saying it.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, like why have I never experienced this before? And so it almost sounds like maybe you could call it. Go ahead. Like oh, minor enlightenment, but of course that's um, a huge journey, but. Yeah, it sounds like it it almost started.
0: Yeah, it sounds like it almost started with um, validation, like figuring out where Mm -hmm. you get your validation and that it's not external. I don't know if I'm saying that right. But like, you don't need someone else patting you on the head saying, good girl, good job. (laughs) It was kind of like you're able to get that from somewhere else. For me, that's how it was. Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Definitely. So I think. I think we all experience some level of external reward, mm-hmm. especially like growing up, you know, I got paid for getting, you know, A's or B's on my report card. Mm-hmm. So things like that kind of all add up. And uh,
0: and it teaches you not was, to trust yeah, yourself in your own voice, like mm-hmm. that you need someone else to tell you you've done a good job without just knowing and I'm not saying parents shouldn't tell their kids that they've done a good job. Like Absolutely <laughs> not saying that. But right. just as you grow, you kind of have to learn that validation comes in many different forms and that you're not always going to get, you know, that little gold star on a chart because you used the potty correctly or whatever it was. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So mindset we've mm-hmm. kind of touched on a little bit here as being one of your pillars, one of the pillars for recovery um, what other things do you use for concussion recovery?
1: Yeah. So nutrition would be a huge one.
0: So just eating uh, all the candy eat the rainbow, <laughs> eat the rainbow. I like that. Okay.
1: <laughs> Not the candy. Not the candy. Rainbow.
0: <laughs> the <laughs> uh, rainbow. But Skittles, come on. <laughs> Didn't Skittles used oh, to have no, an no. ad about the rainbow? It <laughs> had something like that. I don't know yeah. if you're old enough to remember. <laughs>
1: yes definitely (laughs) so what do you mean by that Uh, (laughs) so okay like the most concise way to put it is your brain is in an inflammatory state post-concussion post-injury and it needs support and energy to regain balance or homeostasis Mm. so the major like nutrition tips I like to give people are increase protein. Okay. Does the type which of protein will, you know, matter? Give your brain more energy. Um, not a hundred percent. Um, no. Like yeah, just protein. As a vegan, I would say go plant based. Uh huh. Up to you. You're free to choose your source of protein. Okay. Um, and then I would also say. In, try to get creatine supplements. Oh just a p- powder form into you. Okay, what is that? Whatever do? form works like smoothie or mix it in hot chocolate or whatever. So creatine is something that bodybuilders tend to take because it increases ATP, which is your cellular energy, and allows you to have more energy. Oh, basically. maybe I need this. So, <laughs> I have
0: zero energy right now.
1: Yeah. I mean, you I would recommend it to anyone really who wants to maintain or improve brain health. Hmm. Um, I take it daily still because it's super helpful. Nice. Um, why not have that little extra boost of energy especially if, um that's what you need when you're concussed and it's helping (laughs) on more than more of a
0: cellular level than something like caffeine where it gives you the boost and then it drops you off and you have a headache because you're now withdrawing exactly cool okay that's a good tip yeah
1: stay away from caffeine if you're like really struggling with it yeah um some people are more sensitive than others but you know your body best i i'm not trying to Mm -hmm. you know tell everyone to do this specific thing yeah that's why i do like more personalized coaching approaches um but anywho Mm -hmm. uh yeah the creatine is actually like peer-reviewed scientific research on that that it does help with concussions great um yeah and what's the oh mct oil like any sort of healthy fat so coconut oil um avocados walnuts those also will help with stabilizing your energy throughout the day. Oh, And okay. also, interesting research on MCT oil, coconut oil, and Alzheimer's prevention. Oh, and like even stories of people getting their memory back through tea- taking teaspoons of coconut oil.
0: Okay, I need to be <laughs> writing this down. My memory is in the toilet right yeah. now. <laughs>
1: Um, super interesting stuff coming out around that, okay,, but and we all know that having a
0: brain injury puts you at a higher risk for developing Alzheimer's or another type of dementia yep, um, so anything you can do to help mm-hmm. prevent that is just i mean it's not gonna hurt you right, so you might as well,
1: yes, definitely, and the other big nutrition piece that I shouldn't forget to mention is omegas like fatty acids uh this is an interesting subject so i won't get too into the nitty gritties but basically uh we know like fish oils and algae are super high in omega-3s and we want to be careful about the ratio of omega-3 to Mm -hmm. omega-6s most people are high in omega-6s and deficient in the omega-3.
0: Omega-6 is in like the naughty fats, right? Yeah, that's in like your meat fats Um, and those, right?
1: Yeah, Yeah. but we also need omega-6s. It's not like they're all evil. We need both types, but we also want a good ratio. So that's why I recommend things like chia and flaxseeds because they have a higher ratio of DHA, Mm which is the more anti-inflammatory version of omega-3s um yeah that's the pro tip awesome
0: Um, omegas i literally just wrote all that down so hopefully it's not being picked up in the podcast sometimes if you hear my scratching you know i'm (laughs) taking notes
1: (laughs) yeah yeah any Um, other nutrition and i will mention uh just a little fun fact about omegas is the reason that fish like Al- um, krill any sort of cold water fish is high in omegas is because they eat algae ah. so my philosophy yeah <laughs> is to cut out the middleman like why sacrifice the fish when you can just go straight to the source um, and take uh, algae based oh. and plant based omegas
0: and so algae has yeah. it in a usable form that we can use as humans?
1: Yes. Oh. Um, definitely. It's slightly less bioavailable based on my research, but double check that for yourselves. Um, okay. <laughs> but it's it's a viable option.
0: Wow. Okay. I never heard that. That's really interesting and so easy to get. I mean, algae is like super easy to grow. And like you said, you don't have to sacrifice Mm -hmm. fish or have fish farms or have crazy (laughs) fishing practices that's hurting the environment. So that's kind of cool, really cool. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Are you finding it hard to recover at home after a stroke? Modus Nova makes robotic devices to help folks with a brain injury regain the use of their affected limbs. Recovery after stroke takes thousands of hours of work that isn't all covered in outpatient therapy. Whether you're 10 days or 10 years post-stroke, recovery is still possible. You just need many hours of rehab to make that happen. The Modus Hand or Foot are AI-powered robotic exoskeletons that help users do exercises through the playing of video games, similar to the way an occupational or physical therapist might work with your limb. Recovery after stroke is hard, because stroke survivors don't get enough hours of rehab to regain function. Find out if Modus Nova can help you by taking their free online assessment at modusnova.com slash making headway. Modus Nova helps survivors with little or no movement get moving again. They help you get in the repetitions you need to form new neural pathways. Through playing video games, the robotic hand and foot can assist with limb movements to provide a personalized exercise experience. If this sounds like something you want to try, visit modusnova.com/makingheadway to learn more. Make sure to use special code makingheadway when you sign up and get a month free with the 30-day challenge. Visit modusnova.com/makingheadway to get started. That's M-O-T-U-S-N-O-V-A dot com slash making headway. So now we've hit on two of the pillars, nutrition mindset. Um, You had mentioned exercise as being um, something, which is a hard thing for me. Um, Just a quick thing with me is my stroke happened while I was working out, um, doing a high intensity workout. Plus, I was emotionally distressed at the time because I was a nurse during COVID. So and during the first wave of COVID when we knew nothing about it. Um, So I had a stroke. My brain blew up. Um, Exercise since then has not been something I've been able to keep up with in a regular habit um, because it increases my symptoms so horribly. Um, So I'd love to hear more about how do you exercise with a brain injury and not feel like you're dying? (laughs) <laughs> that's kind of broad but yeah
1: <laughs> that is a super great question and i definitely struggled with that myself mm. because my i didn't fully finish my recovery story but yeah go into here, it a little bit because i took you had to take time sure. from school yeah so i took five months to fully recover wow um I sort of jumped back into my second semester. So it was like kind of a forced re-entry, but I didn't feel ready. Um, And my doctor told me to do some light exercise. Like first you want to build up um, frequency and then duration. And lastly, intensity. Oh, So... Yeah, that was helpful to hear. But then, of course, when he says, go do a 10 minute light bike ride, mm-hmm. I, as an athlete, mm-hmm. go way harder than what he actually intended. So I gave myself a huge headache, had pounding headaches, and like my sensitivity to light and sound came back, which honestly was there for like three weeks where at a certain point 2 weeks in i actually couldn't go outside at night without sunglasses because the street lights were too <laughs> bright that's where i'm at right now
0: <laughs> it all came back oh no yeah it's awful oh no
1: <laughs> yeah it sucks and it's like it feels like you're you're doing well and then you overexercise or you overextend mm-hmm. yourself and then you go back down the ladder yep two steps forward and five s- steps back <laughs> Yeah. Oh, yeah for me right now <laughs> yeah, but sometimes. it's getting better
0: sometimes it's yeah. better than that yeah totally
1: um
0: so you got back into exercising yeah. by doing some light exercise but then you went a little hard which yeah. that's probably something I that's what I was doing too because once I start exercising it feels good right like you get that little high so then I'm mm-hmm. exercising for the high and not paying attention to the fact that I've started having a headache And that now the lights are too bright and that I'm getting all my symptoms back. Um, Sounds like you had to negotiate some very similar territory. So how did you figure out what was light for you?
1: Oh, man, I honestly just told myself that I needed to half my idea of what light was. Mm -hmm. Because obviously the first time I tried it, it was way too much. So I kind of had to coach myself through lowering my drive, I guess, or my expectations. And I think that's a huge piece of recovery, uh, letting go of expectations around where you think you should be and what you feel that you should be at. Because prior to the injury, maybe you had all these like, Goals and habits, and you kind of just have to let that go. Mm -hmm. And that was really hard (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) for me.
0: I think it's hard for a lot of us, especially if you've, like, I've never been called an athlete, um, but I like to do athletic things. And I think it's very easy for us in our fat burning culture of being a size zero your whole life to push for this extreme. And you don't even probably even realize that you're doing it until it's too late and you feel like crap. Um, so I like that mm-hmm. idea of halving your idea of what light is, um, really lowering that yeah. expectation. Because I think I always went into my workout and if I didn't come out feeling completely spent, then I would think that I slacked off and that that was a negative thing. Right. And it, it's not a negative mm-hmm. thing. You're still working out. It's good.
1: You're doing it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Yeah. Like having run varsity track, it's a whole mindset thing of, okay, this is not a competition. Mm. This is you listening to your body and being kind to yourself, Mm. which is something I still think I carry with me as a, a learned skill that I probably wouldn't have fully learned otherwise. Right. So there's another silver
0: lining. Yeah. And you um, probably weren't taught yeah. that in your varsity career to listen to your own voice because <laughs> you're always being taught to push beyond the boundary. What else can we get? What else can we do? What record can I be? Yeah. Totally. I don't know of, and maybe yeah. I haven't been in a school setting for a long time because I'm an old lady now, but um am not old. I'm 37, but it feels old. Um, but I don't know of coaches that really teach that way. Is that a thing that's out there now?
1: That teach slowing Yeah, down like athletic and coaches that
0: teach to slow and listen to your um, body. I don't I don't know that coaching really takes um, that into account for sports.
1: Probably not that I've experienced mm. but who knows? Yeah. Hopefully things are changing. I mean like a good coach knows how to let athletes decide what's best for them i think especially when it comes to injuries like if i told my coach oh i have a bit of a tight calf uh, i think i need to like decrease the work workout or go do a pool run he would say okay yeah go for it mm. um but it's something that i find is more common in the sort of yoga, meditation world, not so much the sports world, but I think they're merging. And I, Mm. I'm excited about that future. Um, Yeah, I
0: love that visual you just gave of bringing two hands kind of together, (laughs) like waving back and forth, because they do intersect. You Mm -hmm. can do one and also the other and be healthy and still, you know, achieve your workout goals without killing your brain.
1: Right. Yeah. 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 And I think if you're more in tune with your body through doing practices like meditation and yoga or breath work, et cetera, mm-hmm. then you go back to your like a more intense athletic sessions and you're way less likely to get an injury. Mm. Um, I'd like to think so.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, it goes back to what you said where you want to build up your frequency first then duration, then intensity. Intensity was last, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yes. So do you have any tips for doing that?
1: Um, I like to work with people sort of one-on-one on this and create like a personalized plan. But essentially it's simply looking at where you're at as a baseline And being able to do that baseline activity, say it's like walking for 20 minutes, even that could be challenging. So however, wherever you're at, just take that as a baseline and, um, do that three times in a row, like maybe space it out over several days. And once you kind of hit that benchmark, you can say, okay, now I'm going to go to step two, which is, um duration so then go up to make add five minutes do that three times and like you know once you it sounds like a slow sort of snail pace but honestly the slower and more consistent the better and also of course um, choosing activities that are low impact Mm. so things like stationary biking and swimming, even just pool running where, you know, you wear the aqua belt and you're in the deep end.
0: That's a good one. I forgot all about doing that. I haven't seen that since college. Yeah,
1: honestly, I wouldn't have known what it was unless I had been shown through my like track career. Mm. But it's actually one of the best forms of exercise because it's zero impact, like being in water. Yeah. (laughs) Um, I'm not a huge... But swimming is also good, maybe a little more challenging. Definitely
0: Um, a full body high intensity workout.
1: (laughs) Being kind to yourself. Yeah. Um okay, Heather. Yeah, I
0: mean when we were just (laughs) doing most it's
1: possible, swim
0: gently. And do you feel that you need to be at a certain um level with your frequency before? How am I trying to word this? Do you feel like you need to like hit certain milestones before you increase? Like, should you be able to do this level of intensity for a few weeks before you try to add more in? Or is it like, okay, I did it one time. Now let's add more the next time and more the next time and more the next time. Cause I feel like that's what I do. And then I get in trouble.
1: <laughs> yeah, I would definitely agree with the first option you mentioned where, it sounds ridiculously slow, but honestly, it's the what I've found to be the best approach for recovery. and it's tough to like prescribe. like I'm not mm-hmm. an expert, obviously, so again do what you feel is best, but it's great you notice that, oh, I tend to overdo it and set myself back. So just noticing that, like accepting it, that's okay. Mm-hmm. like we all. Learn these things and then making sure to adjust as needed. So, if I was coaching you, I would mm-hmm. say try to do it a little slower,
0: You're right? <laughs> like,
1: at least, yeah, a week or two of steady exercise at whatever level, and then increase the duration. For example,
0: that makes perfect sense because I'll tell you what I did, it took me. What did it take me? It took me till a year and a month post-injury to get a gym membership again. And the first time I went to the gym, I did my own little workout and I was fine. Felt good. So the next day I went to CrossFit. Probably not the best idea to go from doing my little (laughs) yoga in the corner of the gym to a CrossFit class where I was pushing a sled across the gym and all that crap. Um, so that's just how my brain works. Uh-huh. So now I know <laughs> let's, let's build up the frequency before we do the intensity <laughs> and the duration. I totally skipped oh, that. I went from doing a half hour workout to an hour and a half CrossFit workout, which just was probably yeah. the best way to do it. No, <laughs> I'm all or nothing thinking,
1: that's okay. right?
0: <laughs> so I'll learn from my mistakes and I will learn that's from you, learn. right? Yeah. So I really liked, um, you mentioned something about pool running, um, That sounds like an interesting exercise. What is that?
1: Yeah. So the way I've experienced pool running is you put on an aqua belt, like some sort of flotation device, and you get in the deep end of a pool so you're not touching the ground, and you kind of just pretend that you're running. So straight back, knees up, arms in, cohesion, cohesion. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and, um, uh, yeah, it's really fun. Like sounds like you fun. can do different sort of interval workouts or you can just do sort of a long run.
0: Um, and it's literally just hyper-style. running suspended in the water. That sounds like fun to me actually. Yeah. Um, maybe someone else's yeah. hell, but for me, that yes. sounds like a good one.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I would recommend, um, Bringing someone with you so you can socialize. Ah, good idea. <laughs> because, yeah, that reminds me. That was a huge other key aspect to recovery was getting that social interaction. Mm, you're right. Because, you know, I was at home, couldn't really go out. The bus, even taking the bus places was chaos. <laughs> like the shaking, the lights, it just immediate headache, mm-hmm. right?
0: All the noises. So, the smells. Whenever
1: people... Exactly. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, bus people
0: don't always smell good.
1: Uh-huh. <laughs> like Yeah, so whenever people, like, invited me out to events, I would be sad because I would say I can't really make it, and there's too much social stimulation, and also I can't really get there unless you want to come pick me up. Mm-hmm. That's where
0: <laughs> I'm at, too. So... Yeah.
1: yeah, And it's hard to fully explain that because they're like, oh, well, are you just tired or like depressed or something? And it's like, no, I'm physically struggling with my brain injury right now.
0: Yeah. I mean, <laughs> and... everyone wants to commiserate with you and you kind of get the, oh, I felt that way, too. And it's like, no, no, you really haven't. And I'm glad you haven't. But don't <laughs> tell me you know exactly what I'm going through because you don't. That's a common... <laughs> Yeah, that happens. But yeah, so we uh, I think we have alternative therapies left. And then we um, also are going to offer our listeners a little meditation towards the end of this. So um, yeah. what else what do you mean by alternative therapies as one of your pillars?
1: Oh, yeah. So this is a big one. There's so many alternative therapies out there that can definitely incrementally improve your entire sort of well-being but specifically for concussions there are certain things you can do I, I find whiplash is a huge component of most concussions um, in fact fun fact the force needed to incur a concussion is more than the force needed to create whiplash. So anytime there's a concussion, you also have whiplash.
0: Um, So pretty much concussion equals whiplash. (laughs) Yeah, that's what it sounds like.
1: (laughs) Pretty much. Yeah. Anywho, the point being that don't neglect your muscular repair and support. So things like um, massage, chiropractor, physio, anything that'll like relieve the tension and stiffness in the neck area, because, okay, here's some more fun neuroscience. I love it. Um, What happens when your neck gets really tight is it compresses the C1, C2 sort of spinal nerves um, and those converge in your head. So, When you have neck pain, your brain can't tell the difference between the neck pain and head pain. So you actually get referred headache pain, Mm. if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, when my neck hurts, I have a headache.
0: Yeah, that makes sense.
1: Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, even just a little self-massage might even do the trick sometimes. But really getting in there deep into the muscle, like I went to so many physio appointments where they got their little like metal yes that hook. massage material. yes they scrape it out <laughs> yeah. and you're like oh that hurts so good deep into the muscles yes.
0: exactly anyone that tells yeah. me i need more massages in my life is my new best friend now if i had the bank account we could be best friends perfect <laughs> i need the bank account to I go know. with it though <laughs> <laughs> I, know, I know so that that's encouraging uh, so massage is a great thing
1: Um, Mm -hmm. and then like even just simple neck stretches, I know we're kind of verging into like physical PT stuff, but there's a ton of easy little neck stretches you can do, like just holding your collarbone, looking up at the ceiling and like, Oh, ah, that hurts. doing that right now. Get different angles. Uh Exactly. And you can try to like slight 45 degree tilt and then looking down at your armpit yeah, I don't know if
0: you guys can hear my neck going, oh. but it's making a whole bunch of crazy noises doing this with her. Ooh. Oh,
1: my.
0: <laughs> it's a good thing you're not hurting me, it feels good. Just shows me how tight I am. Okay, so look down into your armpits, oh, look around, love it. Okay, mm-hmm. and like five times a day mm. until
1: you relieve the stress there, and it, it might take. Two months it might take five months like for me it was about two months of constant stretching mm. and pt work to get the neck loosened mm. up uh, yeah so that's a huge one and then there's other alternative therapies like red light laser therapy mm. i know it sounds crazy but i went to this chiropractor and he basically held up a laser to my head <laughs> and activated some healing. So what what is thought to happen, this is very new research, but what is thought to happen is that the red light activates your ATP pumps in within your cells. So that's the sort of science behind red light laser therapy and there's also like low level light therapy. Um, there's different names for it, but essentially they put lights, um, around the injured area. And like, you want to do this under supervision because you have to get the right intensity and frequency of the light. But I went to several chiropractors actually, and had some light therapy and that seemed to help, Hmm. uh, especially the laser one. That was a huge breakthrough. I don't know if it was magic or placebo, but I came out of that first chiropractic appointment with the laser and just felt a fog had lifted. I love that. So I would. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I would say for all of these alternative things and treatments, just try it once. Or twice, see if it works for you, and if not, like move on to the next. So right. and give it a a chance, like in forms of a belief. Because if you're not open to the fact that this could heal you, it's way less likely. And that's probably something to do with placebo and some interconnected consciousness of the universe that's Mm -hmm. bringing things to you that you think you deserve Mm -hmm. because if you don't believe that you are able to heal and that something will help you heal it's probably not gonna help that much good advice no yeah yeah okay um hey making headway listeners Susanna here from headache nutritionist I know you're already aware of the power that what you eat has on your brain health But did you also know that when you eat is equally as powerful? Focusing on this has shifted my chronic daily headaches and episodic migraine to become almost non-existent. I am now three and a half years completely migraine-free. To find out more, attend my free 50-minute training, Say Goodbye to Persistent Headaches at wwwheadacheshandledcom forward slash training. This has been
0: amazing. And now, you know, I'm really, really excited to do a little meditation. Um, we talk about meditation a lot on Making Headway podcasts. And I don't think we've ever had anyone that's actually come on and been able to talk us through one um, and kind of explain more what meditation is. So maybe we start there and then have a meditation to kind of close things out. Sure. So you know, meditation love I love mean, to do meditation. Yeah, and I think a lot of people think of meditation as like this time of sitting cross-legged with a yoga instructor and um and like making weird noises and stuff. But what, what is meditation?
1: Great question. It can involve those things, but essentially it is cultivating your awareness. Of being. Okay. Which essentially means doing nothing and appreciating that you are alive and breathing. At least that's how I like to Mm -hmm. explain it. That makes a lot of Um, sense. Yeah. So if you've never done meditation before, then my advice would just be. Give it a try and don't be too hard on yourself because the goal is not to do it perfectly and clear your mind and have a huge spiritual breakthrough, especially the first time or second time. Just the fact that you're trying is working. Like it's still having an effect, even if you notice the thoughts coming in and you're all anxious and noticing some tension there. The fact that you're noticing what's going on is beneficial. Okay. So um yeah, any questions before we No, let's let's it?
0: set it up. What do we need people doing? I'll let you take okay,
1: it Okay, awesome. Me. So all right Well how's how does five minutes sound or Perfect. Is that too long? Nope. Five minutes sounds great. Okay. Perfect, Um, I will get my timer. So, as we begin this meditation, I invite you to find a comfortable position, whether that's seated or lying down. Just notice your feet on the floor, your body against the chair or the cushion. Just settling into this space. I invite you to gently close your eyes or focus on a spot on the floor. Take a few deep breaths here, noticing the breath come into your lungs and filling your belly. So we'll inhale. And exhale. Inhale. And exhale, noticing the breath moving through the nostrils. One more inhale. And exhale. Releasing any tension or thoughts from your day. It's okay to simply rest and be here in this moment. If you notice a thought coming into your head, simply notice it, you can even label it. And then just put it up on a shelf, gently, warmly. Thank you for this thought. I'm returning to the breath now. Just noticing any shift in energy, noticing any tension in different parts of your body. You can even do a quick body scan here. Letting your eyelids become heavy, moving into your brain. Just sending some loving energy into your brain here. It's okay to feel whatever you're feeling this moment. Noticing If you can feel any sort of tingling sensations or any sort of sense that you are alive and connected to this higher consciousness. Sinking deeper into this place of gratitude for being alive. I invite you to say this mantra to yourself, either out loud or in your mind. I am worthy of love and healing. I am worthy of peace. I am exactly where I need to be. A few more deep breaths here. Feeling in to whatever is ringing true for you. Thanking yourself for taking this time to practice mindfulness and being brave and taking a step along this journey of self-acceptance and self-inquiry. Thank you for joining me a wonderful day. When you're ready, you can slowly wiggle your fingers and toes and open your eyes. (laughs) Do I have to be awake now?
0: (laughs) That was excellent.
1: (laughs) I know. I always feel like I'm in a happy cloud after meditating. Yeah. <laughs> so. That was so good. And I I never record at
0: nighttime, but we're doing this one. It's 8 or whoa, after 9 um my time. And this was the perfect way to kind of wind down from the energy of a great show, um, cuz it's always very exciting to talk <laughs> with new people. So thank you so much, Heather. Um how would people find you if they want to learn more about you? or connect with you
1: you're welcome yeah thanks for having Love me it. uh i have an instagram page where i do most of my brain health tips and coaching announcements so you can find me at neurofit for life all one word at instagram and i also have a facebook page that's open as well. Um, I'm going to be launching a sort of group meditation concussion mindset program. So stay tuned for that. And yeah, you can check out, I, I like posting about general brain health tips, but I focus mostly on concussion recovery and meditation. So I'm really passionate about Giving people the knowledge and opportunities to learn about simple like life hacks mm-hmm. that they can incorporate into their recovery. So, Perfect. I'm here for you. Perfect,
0: job Yeah, <laughs> everybody, please follow her on Instagram. She has a great account. Um, that's how we found each other. Um, and you know, there's so much on Instagram, so much noise that when you find a good account that's worth following, you really you need to you need to do it, and you need to get more people on it because um, hers is a really nice one. So thank you, Heather, so so much for coming on today. Um, this is Erin. You're welcome. Um, this is Erin signing out <laughs> for Making Headway Podcast. Bye. Hi everyone. Making Headway Podcast is just a side project that I love. It's given me a lot of community, along with giving you guys community as well. And we really thank you for supporting me. If you'd like to do something extra, we would really appreciate it. There's a few ways you could help us out. Rate us on your favorite podcasting platform. Share us with friends, family, or anyone that you think might want to listen. Also, clicking on the links in our show notes for Amazon gives us just a small kickback, just enough to help pay those bills. If you wanted to do something more, which we would really appreciate, you can donate at www.makingheadwaypodcast.com. Lastly, we have a Patreon account as well. That's found at www.patreon.com slash makingheadwaypodcast. Anything you can do to support us really helps us out. Thank you so much. We really love you listeners. Bye thanks for joining us on the making headway podcast for more information and show notes visit makingheadwaypodcast.com subscribe to the podcast on your favorite platform and leave us a review check us out at making headway podcast on facebook and instagram and share with your friends catch you next time all topics are intended to be used for educational and entertainment purposes only. The podcast is not to be used as a substitute for medical advice. Always consult with your healthcare provider for any issues or treatment considerations you may have. For our full legal terms, please see our website at
1: makingheadwaypodcast.com. This podcast was recorded, mixed, and mastered with love at Stoutheart Studios. Sun across the ocean.